February lends itself to focusing on the genre of biography. And this is because it is Black History Month, and during the entire month, there is a huge push for highlighting iconic Black and African American figures. So naturally, this is a perfect opportunity to teach biography and to do so in creative ways. This episode is going to share how to teach this genre to your students in a way that they will fully get the most out of their reading while exploring this nonfiction genre. If you are ready to dive in, I will meet you inside to chat all things biography. Welcome to The Literacy Dive, a podcast for teachers who want to take a deeper dive into all things reading and writing. I'm your host, Megan Polk. My number one passion is, you guessed it, all things literacy and supporting teachers like you. Join me each week to learn teacher tips and actionable step-by-step strategies to help you grow as an educator. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Literacy Dive podcast. If you are a returning listener and welcome in if this is your first time with this podcast. I love chatting all things literacy and you'll be able to find so many literacy, reading and writing topics and some other topics sprinkled in throughout. All of the episodes are clearly labeled, so it should hopefully get you to the content that you are seeking to find. So if this is your first time, I hope that you will love this episode today and then take a browse around and check out some of the other content that you can find within this podcast. Biographies. Biographies are an important reading genre. They share basic information about a person's life, and this can include their place of birth, their education, their achievements, the impact that they have and that they have made as well as fun facts and different interests that that person might enjoy. You may also learn about the person's family, their friends, and other major events in their childhood and in their adulthood. I personally find biographies to be extremely interesting because they share a glimpse into another person's life. However, for students, they might come off as a bit boring or even hard to comprehend. This is where creativity comes in, to make this genre more exciting, to help students retain the information versus forgetting it. For this episode, I'm going to share ways that I have personally explored the biography genre, and I hope that a few of these ideas pique your curiosity enough for you to try them as well. Maybe you have read and covered biographies already, but truly haven't gone in depth. Whether you are introducing, reteaching, or spiraling this genre, there are key characteristics that a biography includes, and it's important for students to be able to identify those. I am going to walk you through simple ways to help your students understand how this genre works, how to identify it from a group of text, and how to recognize the main purpose of this genre. So tip number one is going to be book selection. To introduce this genre, you are going to need several examples of this genre biography. You will want to pull these texts from your classroom library, from the school library, 
maybe from an online library, and even from your public library. If you do not have a lot of access, at least go ahead and print the book covers so that students can start focusing on the titles and the images to make that connection of what these texts have in common. When you are gathering books, you will want to find biographies and autobiographies. This will be important because they generally will have the same characteristics, but the key difference is who is recapping the person's life, an outside source or the actual person themselves. You will also want to diversify the biography options you choose. So think about gender, think about age, think about race, think about all of those different types of ways that you can diversify and be able to show people in many, many different ways. Tip number two is text level. You want to try to ensure that the books are on the student's level of reading. While they will not read every single book from start to finish, many of them are going to open those books or browse through those pages and try to make generalizations. And if they have access to kid-friendly vocabulary and kid-friendly text, This is going to help them draw those conclusions much, much easier. When it comes time for maybe you to start reading some of these texts to students, then you might choose books that have a little bit more rich vocabulary because you are guiding them through it. You will know where to stop. You'll know where to have those conversations and those discussions. But when your students are just beginning to explore and they're flipping through and trying to make sense of what this text is, It's really important that it is on their level or close to their level so that they can be able to make those generalizations for themselves. Writing Made Simple is a writing membership that helps you engage your students in quick writing opportunities, and I have a gift for you. Maybe you have seen these writing routines on social media or heard it mentioned in a previous episode, but really just need to give it a try before you officially join in the writing fun. I totally get it. So I want to give you access to my step-by-step writing routine for free. This routine focuses on procedural writing and the use of transition words. You will get the animated slides, the lesson plan, exemplars, the printable templates, and the video walkthroughs for this routine. Head to theliteracydive.com slash step-by-step to grab your free writing routine. Tip number three focuses on the placement and the materials. Once you have collected your books, you will want to set the collection of texts in small stacks. Place the stacks amongst students' tables or in piles on the floor, and this is going to turn into an exploration station for your students. With very little talk and very little discussion, you're going to merely tell them, write down what you notice about these books. What do all of these books have in common? Make sure your students have sticky notes, chart paper, or something to document their answers with. Leave them with that question and let your students get to work. Watch on and walk around as they're diving into text, they're studying the titles, looking at the covers, 
flipping through the insides, and beginning to find similarities across the different books that they are looking at. As you are walking and gazing on, you're going to begin seeing their little wheels turning in their heads while they're writing down everything that they are noticing. So that takes me to tip number four, which is time. You know your students best, so allowing time for them to explore and to document their findings is going to be very, very important. I would generally let students explore with a stack of books for three to four minutes. Again, they're not there to read the text from start to finish, but you want them to have enough time to flip through and talk to each other and start doing some comparing and some contrasting. So I do let the groups travel to the different stacks and look through even more books than what their initial stack is of. So this entire process could easily take 15 to 20 minutes. Also think about how many days you feel you would need to do this for an impactful introduction or reteach of this biography genre. Maybe you want to take the whole week and explore. Maybe you want to take just three days. Maybe you only need one day. That is for you to decide, but you just want to make sure that you have enough time for your students to be able to explore, be able to get this exposure, and to be able to start making the connections between these texts and then developing the list of characteristics that definitely highlight the biography genre. Tip number five is to share. Once students have had a chance to look through the books and write down their findings, it's share time. This part is key because you are wanting them to share the characteristics and the elements of this genre without them even recognizing that that's what they're doing. You are going to want to let each group quickly present their findings and anything that they noticed within their stack or stacks of books. While they are sharing, you can keep a whole group class anchor chart notating their responses, and this can be used as a reference for your future lessons. In short, your groups should come up with statements like, the books are all about people, that there are dates and timelines displayed within the text, that there are real photos or illustrations or diagrams included of the person, that the books tell real factual information about someone's life, that these are not stories where characters are made up and animals that are talking, and maybe that the person did something big or is known for something. If students happen to miss a key detail, you will want to use the books that they have in front of them or the books that you have pulled aside to discuss what they have missed, and then you'll want to add that to your chart. So here, while the students are trying to develop all of these characteristics and they're making their notations and they're sharing out, you are definitely wanting to make sure that they have got the main gist of what this genre is. And if they've missed something, you are simply guiding them by way of using the text that they are presented with. Then you will want to tell students that the books with characteristics that they found are called biographies or autobiographies. This is an excellent time to let students know of the difference between the two. You can even include some of the book titles as a sort between the two so that they can determine which ones are biographies and which ones are autobiographies. 
you can do the same type of exploration by looking at some of the pages, taking one or two chapters and reading it out loud, and then reading one or two chapters from the opposite. So the biography is going to be read in third person, whereas the autobiography would be read in first person. So those are other key details that you will want your students to recognize. Make a separate anchor chart about the differences for kids to reference anytime they need, specifically with biography, and then what key details are for autobiography. Once your students understand the importance and the purpose of biographies, I guarantee they're going to become more and more interested because they are going to get to learn about the inner workings of a variety of people's lives. You can be able to incorporate this anytime you are wanting to go deeper about the life of a person. And again, I hope your students begin to become so obsessed with biographies, just like I have become obsessed with learning about the lives of other people. Whether you are reteaching the skill, whether you're reflecting and you're recognizing, whoa, I have not even touched on this genre at all, no matter where you are within it, you can still have time to go back and do this exploration with these texts. The areas to pay close attention to are the book selection, the text level, the placement and the materials that you are grabbing, the time that's spent on it, and sharing their findings. Biographies are a great genre and they are super informative. It is important for students to be able to identify it and to understand its purpose along with how it works. I hope you are able to dive deep into biographies all month long and beyond. And don't forget, if you are in need of some biography supports, I have some free templates, some free biography graphic organizer templates that you can be able to download and use throughout your exploration, and you can find that link in the show notes. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Come hang out with me over on Instagram at The Literacy Dive. I would love to hear from you in my DMs. If you are enjoying this podcast, be sure to hit that follow button and share this with a friend. I'll catch you in the next episode.